Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What interferes with your happiness? What are some things standing in the way of being the best version of you? For a lot of people, life, your past, and sometimes your current situation can cause roadblocks in your life. Mental health is incredibly important, and so many, including myself, can benefit from talking to a professional and working to dismantle those roadblocks. That's why I'm excited to talk to you guys about BetterHelp. BetterHelp knows no two people are the same and will help to assess your personal needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. These incredibly convenient appointments are in a safe and completely private online environment, and you can start chatting with your new therapist in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. You can message with your counselor at any time and get a timely response, plus schedule weekly video or phone sessions, which means no driving to an office, no waiting rooms, and no awkward small talk. Just meaningful sessions with experts who specialize in things like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, family conflict, LGBTQ matters, grief, and so much more. There is truly someone there for everyone. And BetterHelp is committed to finding your perfect match, which means if you and your counselor don't mesh for whatever reason, they make it easy and free to seek someone new if needed. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And with financial aid available and access worldwide, they truly make it easy for anyone to seek the help they need. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash morning cup. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... Weird homicide. Scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird morning. Cup of murder. Domestic violence is all too common in the world we live in, in both today and in decades past. On December 28, 2016, a woman was pardoned after spending time in prison for killing her husband. A woman who became a symbol for the fight against domestic violence in France and helped the public and the courts see what can become the outcome of an unchecked act of violence. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On September 10th, 2012, a 65-year-old woman named Jacqueline Sauvage picked up a hunting rifle and killed her husband, Norbert Moreau, in their home in Montargis, France, shooting him three times in his back. Now, while it was never an argument of who killed Norbert, Jacqueline's trial offered a look at her life that left jurors and the world perplexed on how to charge her. According to her lawyers, Jacqueline spent the last 47 years under the oppressive thumb of her alcoholic late husband. He, on top of being both verbally and physically abusive to both she, her three daughters, and their son, spent most of their marriage raping Jacqueline. Not only that, but just the day before she shot her husband, her own son took his life. Her daughters all testified on her behalf to the horrible life their father created, telling the courts how they too were beaten and raped by Norbert Moreau. Jacqueline claimed that, after a morning spent drinking, Norbert came into the room, smashed the door, dragged her down the hallway, and began hitting her. According to her testimony, Norbert looked at her and said, I'm going to die your children, your bastards, die you too, before punching her in the face. 
blood pouring from her nose and still completely raw with the sudden loss of her own son, Jacqueline got up, grabbed the gun, and shot her husband. The court did not seem to agree with the arguments of self-defense, and at the end of her trial, sentenced Jacqueline Sauvage to 10 years in jail, claiming Norbert's back was turned and therefore Jacqueline was not in any direct danger when she shot him. She attempted to appeal her motion, but the verdict remained intact on December 3rd, 2015. Because Jacqueline was convicted by two different courtesies, the only way she could hope for a reprieve was at the court of cassation. However, this court does not re-examine the facts of the case, just the application of the law. Therefore, the verdict itself could not be changed, but the sentence could be altered. So she and her family continued to fight for her case. However, the local court of Maloon, in an effort to justify their rejection, claimed that Jacqueline did not show any remorse for her actions. Something the group of more than 434,000 people who signed a petition for her freedom did not seem to agree with. As more information was released about her life, her past, and her marriage, more and more people stood beside her trying to earn her freedom. Feminist groups pushed for a full presidential pardon, and the media demanded to know why the authorities had not gotten involved sooner when one of the daughters reported her father to the police prior to the murder. Jacqueline was, according to the media, one of an average 223,000 women a year in France who were abused by their spouses. An average of 134 of those women are killed as a result. When they filed for the pardon on their mother's behalf, the daughters publicly expressed relief that their father was dead. The president at the time, who had only granted one pardon since his election in 2012, was reluctant to get involved in Jacqueline's case. However, he did agree to meet with her and speak about the details of her crime in January of 2016. After meeting with her daughters and lawyers at the palace, President Hollande announced a partial pardon on January 31st, 2016, thus reducing her 10-year sentence to two years and eight months. A full pardon was announced almost a year later on December 28th, 2016, and she was immediately released from detention. According to his official statement, he believed, quote, Savage's rightful place is not in prison, but with her family. While most celebrated, some believed this was a clear overstep by the government. Believing public opinion clouded the judiciary system, promoted victimizing feminism, and affirmed the impossibility of female violence. These opinions, though, were in the minority voice. On July 23, 2020, at the age of 72 years old and still considered an odd sort of celebrity, Jacqueline Sauvage died a free woman surrounded by her family. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on December 29th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.